0: Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Hi, everybody. I'm Judy, recovering compulsive overeater. Hi, Judy. Hi, Judy. Judy. Welcome. Everybody, just need to breathe and say... whatever I say will be fine um, to qualify. I've been in this program for, I don't know how many years, but it's a, by now it's over 20. Um, I also need to say, this is just my story. I don't speak for OA as a whole. Take what you like and leave the rest. All of that just helps me let go of the perfectionistic thinking about what if I don't say the right thing. <laughs> yeah. um, so the focus on relapse and recovery, like so many other things, in OA and in my life, you know, I never make anything very simple. And I spend an awful lot of time on just sort of like defining and redefining. And so after I said I would do this, I was like, well, how does one define relapse? And if you define it as, which I often do as just walking away and giving up, then actually, I'm not sure I'm the best one to talk about it, because I haven't really done that in this program. I did this in every single other attempt I ever made at um, losing weight, controlling what I ate, all of that. you know I was looking the other day at the list of the diets over the years and I did them you know Scarsdale and Stillman and Atkins and Zone and I mean on and on and on. And I uh, the sort of like not eat anything, the cabbage soup diet, the uh, cutting out carbs, the cutting out fat, the eating only fat, the hypnosis, I mean everything. And all of those things, um, I'm not dissing or endorsing a single one of those approaches, except just to say that none of them worked for me. All of them were things that where I very, sometimes very quickly, sometimes very gradually experienced relapse. In other words, walked away, gave up. And it's an absolute miracle to me that This is the only attempt I've ever made to address this major issue in my life, my compulsive overeating, the only program I've ever tried where I haven't just completely given up and walked away. So in that way, maybe I haven't relapsed, but if I'm defining it as falling off the wagon while in these rooms, losing my abstinence, regaining it, losing it again, um, having a doing that for a day, for a week, for sometimes even a month or two, then I've had many, 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 many relapses in this program. Um, And, you know, I'm in awe of the people in these rooms who can talk about being struck abstinent, whether it's on day one or after years of struggling and just people who can say, yes, I was struck abstinent. And since then I have not lost my abstinence. That's amazing that is definitely not my story. And I I'm not totally sure why. It's probably about how much trouble I still have after 20 years with those first three steps with acknowledging that I'm powerless with you know letting go and letting God all of that. But for whatever reason I tend to have a wavier path here. <laughs> um and the most useful questions I asked myself coming into talking about this were, number one, what is it that has kept me from absolutely giving up and leaving? And how do I apply that to my many relapses? In other words, what helps me get back on track when I do slip and slide? Um, So in terms of the first question, you know, I had a sponsor for a long time who um, periodically I would be like, I what's the point? I'm going to all these meetings, whatever, and yet I still struggle, you know? Um, And she would always say to me, okay, fine. Nobody's keeping you here. It's fine. Just play out for me, please, what it looks like when you imagine leaving, you know? And if I start, if I do that, it always starts with maybe one meal, maybe one day, maybe even two days of like, oh, I could just eat whatever I want. I could go back to this behavior and that behavior and and there's maybe, I can imagine, one day or one meal feeling sort of almost good. And then immediately after that, it's more like the the physical pain, you know, the stomach pain of just eating so much that I that I can't, you know, stop and that that I can't move afterwards. And then the emotional pain of, oh my God, I'm a total failure. What is going on? I can't stop the. The obsessive thinking about the food, it taking it away from everything else in five. Thank you. Everything else in my life, um, it always ends down the path of just absolute demoralization, hating myself, feeling close to suicidal. I actually, you know, don't want to say that too lightly because I, I'm not one. Of, I've never actually gotten to that point, but I've gotten awfully close over the years before I came into program. So playing it out and realizing that plus, I would really, really miss what I get in these rooms beyond the 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 sane eating in terms of the support and having people in these rooms who love me when I can't love myself. So all of that helps me say, say doing it imperfectly is still something I choose over giving up. Um, And the other piece to that is the gradually having been able in these rooms to let go of the perfectionism, the either or thinking, the good and bad thinking. Um, You know, I grew up with a lot of messaging about finding out what you're good at and really going for it and uh, giving up on the things you're not good at and why waste your time on those. Um, And you know what? I'm not good at controlling my weight. <laughs> I'm not good at controlling what I eat. So there's a lot of the sort of temptation to say, well, forget about it then. I just can't do it, you know. And the thing that's the gift of this program is that gradually over time, I have been able to accept that acknowledging my powerlessness is not the same as hopelessness, it's not the same as giving up. So I need to focus on the progress, not the perfection. Um, and I know that the more I focus on what I'm doing wrong, which I still can get fall into around food, around anything else, the more I focus on what I'm doing wrong, the more likely I am to give up and and run away. So you know, in terms of getting back on the horse and you know the things that that really help me when I am struggling, One of them is just the whole 12 step, coming to accept the whole 12 12 step approach to this being a one day at a time program, you know. And I remember early on when I came in, somebody saying to me, the most abstinent person in the room is the one who woke up the earliest this morning. And uh, that's good because I woke up way too early this morning. Um, You know, I can't do anything about what I did yesterday. I can't waste my time on that. I can't predict what I'll do tomorrow. All I have is today, one moment at a time. Um, The other piece to it that I've sort of hinted at already is just learning to be kind and gentle and accepting myself as a flawed human being and that it's not a moral issue. I talked earlier about being good or bad at something, but there was also always this, I am a good or a bad person based on how much self-control I have um you know and and it was really a, an important change for me when i you know got up to speed with program to stop thinking about reporting on or thinking for myself about how whether I, if i'd had a good day with food instead of patting myself on the back like i used to when i was on a diet like oh boy look you know it's about feeling grateful i'm not doing it you know and and if I can do that, if I can put it out there, if I could feel grateful for it, as opposed to look how great I am, then the flip side also works for me. It's like, it doesn't make me a terrible, awful, rotten person the way I used to believe I was every day when I struggled with food. So being kind and gentle, handing it over, to HP, which for me is, HP is a very vague concept still, but it doesn't matter, just to hand it over and work on an action plan. And what can I do today to help myself have a better day? And I guess that's the the, the, the main other thing that has that been so crucial to me to increase the number of days I have peace with food, which is really my definition of abstinence is having peace with the food. Um, is the action plan. And um, I you know, on a daily basis or almost daily basis because I'm not perfect at this either. <laughs> um, you know, it's very important to me usually in the morning to do a check-in that focuses on you know some some key things. I s- used to do AE AEIOU, five minutes, thank you, perfect. Um, but I actually struggled with that. Uh, especially the was I abstinent part since my days, since my mind can go a little, a little crazy with that. Um, uh, even on the good days, I could always find a yes, but yeah, I, I was, but I ate a bit fast too faster. Oh, I guess it was abstinent. But if it's defa- my definition is peace with food, well, I really wasn't, you know, et cetera. And so uh, quite a while ago, I, and this made a huge difference to me. Quite a while ago, I just said, I am not counting days of abstinence. If I, I I struggle with taking chips, but if I do take a chip, it's for how long have I been committed to this program and to helping myself through this program? It just can't be about was I abstinent this many days because I just get bogged down in that. Um, But in any case, so now what I do for my almost daily check-ins, I start with handing things over because I do think the honesty, I, I don't want not counting the abstinence to be about being dishonest. So if if there's something that, if I struggled with food the day before, if I had a major slip or whatever, that's part of the thing I hand over, handing over the all the things I'm feeling powerlessness over. I'm powerless over what happens with today's elections. I'm powerless over all sorts of things. Um, And I hand those over to whatever my God of my lack of understanding or whatever. Um, The second thing I do is talk about what can I, what actions can I take today uh, to help with my recovery? And that's everything from planning my food, uh, what kind of exercise am I gonna get? And then all sorts of other things that are just like that, whatever feels unmanageable in my life, what am I gonna do? today to just help with that, my recovery around all of that, and making it realistic. <laughs> Not making that list too long. Um, and then gratitudes. Gratitude is, is to me, the absolute core of my program. What are the things I am grateful for? It's my my version of praying most of the time. Um, is just, I know that I am blessed, I know that there is something out there, whatever that something is, that can help me when I allow that to happen. Um, and so um, what am I grateful for? Um, and late and recently, in my attempt to get a little bit more conscious of my contact with higher power, um, I've added my own prayer for the day each day that I just write based on the things I'm handing over, the things that I'm asking for, the things I'm hoping for, the willingness to do. So I guess I'll end by saying that those that that gratitude and humility are the two cores of this program for me. Um, very little is as powerful to me when I'm really feeling hopeless as as just stopping and thinking about all the ways in which I'm blessed. Um, All the things I'm grateful for. And the humility is both a little bit of my trying to connect with that spirituality. Um, I don't know what that higher power is, but I know it's not me. I know I'm not the center of the universe. I know that there is good in this world. That gives me the hope, even when I can sometimes get waylaid by the worries about the not good. (laughs) Um, and, and I know that I don't have to compare and figure out am I the best at the room or am i the worst in the room. I'm neither of those. I'm just one of many. And this, these meetings and, and this fellowship has really helped reinforce that for me. And that I love, I love the opening readings in this meeting about, you know, about not judging myself or anybody else about where we are in our recovery and what kind of clean abstinence we do or don't have. Um, And just to say, you know, or, you know, one of the funny ones I heard first when I came in here was about just I'm another bozo on the bus or I'm glad, whatever it is, I'm glad to be on the bus with all of you. And I, I really uh, appreciate having the chance to share.